0: Happy Canada Day, Stephen.
1: Happy Canada Day, Erica.
0: We have completed Day of the Daleks. We just watched episode four.
1: Aren't you glad that we did a four-part story on a day that we decided to watch a whole story than a six-part? Because watching six parts in one day is a lot.
0: I guess. It depends on the parts.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was never intended to be watched in one go. Neither was four episodes, to be honest. But
0: yeah, neither was uh, the War Games. But I, I'd that in one go. Mm-hmm. You,
1: you nearly did. You <laughs> very nearly did.
0: I, I know. The only reason I didn't is I got sleepy. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you, if you were. If you had like some caffeine, in you, I feel the first time we watched that story, you would have watched all ten in a row.
0: Mm-hmm. I happily would have, and I would, I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And watching these four episodes in a row, you know, with podcasting in between, was no chore whatsoever. It felt like it went really
1: fast yeah it's a good story i like the story do you like the story
0: yes this is like this is doctor who playing with time travel which doesn't happen very often and and i i've listened to so many podcasts that even though i hadn't seen this i knew some things about the story right so i knew that there was some sort of paradox going on i had, I had heard that the soldiers themselves selves from the future um were actually the cause of their own misery. So, like, Mm -hmm. I knew that. But I didn't know how the story was going to end. I didn't know if it was going to to end in that, you know, Shura accidentally explodes the, the delegates and the future of earth is just that the Daleks happen to take over in 200 years. Cause I don't know if that d- contradicts anything that we've already seen in doctor who. And even if it did like, that's still a thing they could do. Cause mm-hmm. you know, doctor who doesn't always stick to its own timeline. Um, so I was sort of on the edge of my seat waiting to find out what was going to happen at the end of episode four. Like, was it going to be a perfect circle of time? Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, a bootstrap paradox, as the doctor tells us about in, uh, was it Listen?
1: No, it was uh, under the, um, that's right. before the flood, under the lake. Under the lake? Before the flood? That's one, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yes, that's yeah. right. We are talking about Beethoven's Fifth or whatever. Yes, to camera. Yeah. <laughs> yes, directly to camera. was so weird. Um, and great.
1: because it's Peter Capaldi.
0: Anyway, whose
1: hair probably matched uh, the length of John Pertwee's hair? But anyway, go on.
0: Oh yeah, you did. You did point that out. I, I think that this is a little much for for Pertwee's hair. I know heroic. Yeah, sure. Um. But yeah, so I I didn't know how it was going to end, and it was really really exciting to know something, but not know all of it, and have that experience of watching Doctor Who and not knowing how it's going to end. And I'm every time that happens, I'm I'm going to really really cherish it because it's you know not going to happen forever.
1: It's a great moment. I love it when you know the doctors. It's it's a, it's been talked about on the extras of this how like. Midway through episode four, everyone sits down and hashes about the plot. Usually, that's a mm-hmm. thing that sort of happens earlier on, but this is let's let's stop and talk it over and see what's going on. And they break it down to like it's a lot of like a big giant plot dump, but it finishes with that excellent, you know, Styles didn't uh, didn't uh, destroy the house and start the wars. You mm-hmm. did it yourselves, and there's a big crash zoom, and I thought Pert we just did a great mm-hmm. job of that.
0: I actually I, that crash zoom was really nice because it wasn't a big no. crash zoom. Like you know, we've seen big crash zooms in Doctor <laughs> Who plenty of times. Yeah. This I felt was a restrained. Like it wasn't a crash zoom. It was like a pop zoom. Like yeah. it was just a little bit. You know, from a you know, kind of from a medium shot to a medium close up. But it was just enough to get you that extra oomph when the doctor when the doctor gives his line. Yeah. And uh, and it was it was it was restrained and effective. I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. People have compared this to. Terminator 12 years after this. Mm. But uh, people have also said that that's going back in time and trying to change history and then getting stuck in a mm-hmm. temporal loop uh, is a science fiction trope that has gone on for years. But
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that is a, you know, the, the phrase bootstrap paradox comes from the story By His Own Bootstraps, I think is the name of the story. I think it's Ray Bradbury, mm-hmm. um, which I'm pretty sure was written before this. So... So yeah, like that, that's, it's, it's a, it's a well-worn science fiction trope, but the reason it's a well-worn science fiction trope is because it's a really good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially when you get to have like little pop zooms like that with yep. John Pertwee mm-hmm. laying it down, telling the gorillas what, uh, what the deal is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This was, this was such a fun story and I am so sad that Joe is so just useless in it. Like they really don't give her anything much to do. Like the like I had I found myself like finding the teeniest, tiniest moments of Joe being being like the cool version of Joe that we know exists. Uh for example, when they're in the car, uh, they've just come back to our present time and they're rushing up to the the front of the house and joe is sitting on the side of the car that's closest to the house and the doctor's on the other side so and they both get out of the car at the same time and joe just makes a friggin' beeline straight for the doors and she's not waiting for the doctor or anything she's just running in and i was like oh joe like yay uh and it then it made me sad that i was cheering so much just because she ran into a house
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then didn't do much when they got there
0: I mean, she backed up the doctor by saying, "You have to hurry. There isn't much time." Yeah. Um, it, good for her for for doing that and saying that. And I appreciated at the end that she was hesitant to leave Shura to to you know put off the bomb by mm-hmm. himself because she was sad that he was going to die. That was you know a very compassionate thing, compassionate moment, yeah. and not surprising that the doctor is going <laughs> to just run off <laughs> before yeah. before she's ready to like that makes sense. It, so- almost
1: echoing the scene with um, the controller in the. Mm-hmm. The, the the exact same reaction. Jill sort of hangs around. Wait a second. You're not going to kill yourself for this, are you? Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Anyway, sorry for derailing
0: you. There, no, but you're 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 right. No. That's just uh like the uh- it's like they, who, Louis Marks and or Terrence Sticks, rewriting this. You know, recognized the the core of who Joe is as a person, but didn't really get the actions of Joe as an action hero, which she often is. Mm-hmm. Um, that did not get put into this story, which is sad.
1: Yeah, she does sort of take a backseat. Um, I suppose, actually, you know, I was going to say everyone takes a backseat to the Daleks, but really, when you look at it, after overall the four episodes that we've watched, the Daleks don't actually feature a lot in them, do they? You can sort of tell that they've sort of like been placed in there as some sort of unseen overlords and really it's the controller and everyone else and the Ogrons who are doing all the dirty work and the Daleks only swoop in at the very end mm-hmm. to very slowly uh, invade this house with just about three of them and a, ba- and a, and a gang of Ogrons who are too Uh, socially awkward enough to walk faster than the Daleks otherwise they would leave them behind and probably disobey orders and so it's a very uninspiring battle (laughs) sequence at the end but... Uh,
0: what did i call it the slow swagger of confidence that's
1: yeah it was like they're confident it's mm-hmm. like it's like an army an english army of the 1850s just like just keep marching slowly towards the enemy yes some of you will be gunned down but just keep slowly marching to them and you'll eventually they'll just run out of bullets and you can kill it with your bayonets that was warfare in the 1800s and that's pretty much what the daleks are thinking here
0: yeah So and like we sort of I had I said that phrase I don't know how many times because like every time it cuts back to them it's just like the slow swagger of confidence and then we cut to the front of the house where it's being evacuated very very order in a very orderly fashion they're just you know walking to the side of the car and getting in and the cars put like so I was like okay well we also have the slow swagger of confidence on the other side of things so it was it was almost like watching that whole sequence in slow motion because nobody was really. uh, Moving with any alacrity
1: no and Dudley Simpson wasn't like playing up the moment like oh like at any intense there's no music over that sequence just like people getting into cards it's like oh okay where are we going for lunch basically and that's pretty much what they're all doing I mean good good for them for not panicking I guess mm-hmm. you know
0: stiff upper lip and all that I guess yeah uh-huh Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the special edition – I can't remember if I said this last time, but the uh, – uh, not last time, but, but like three weeks ago when we last recorded an episode. Um, the special edition is is great, apart from the removal of the No Complications line, but Nick Briggs does the Dalek Voices –
0: I, I was going to ask you about that because I thought I remembered hearing that the special edition had had the re- voices redone, which, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, I can understand wanting to do that for a special edition. You know, if you're if if you're having a, a Doctor Who fan from the modern era, go back and watch classic Doctor Who and they just sort of want the the polished experience that yeah. it's it's nice that that's an option for for anybody who wants that.
1: Yeah. And what what one of the notable things they did, though, uh, as well as having an ogron shoot first is that they actually got a sixteen millimeter film camera, some extras and i don 't maybe they got some more Daleks too i can 't remember, but they shot new scenes in the for the battle at the end <laughs> and it and it's matches perfectly it's like the same kind of camera on the same location uh at, with like trying to match the lighting and everything and it was yeah it was pretty great um so maybe one day we'll have to watch the uh the special edition as well because i feel like it, it kind of adds some elements to the story but of course it's nice that they include the original as well
0: oh yeah gotta have the or the original there i feel like i've come around a lot on that sort of thing originally like you know back when i first started hearing about these special editions and you know and star trek has done this as well updated the special effects mm-hmm. and uh you know the, the redone star wars whatever uh i was very anti like I, I didn't want that but but now you know i see there's there's a place for it uh in fact <laughs> After we finished uh, recording the previous episode talking yeah. about Aubrey Woods, um, I was very excited and thinking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So the first thing I did was was ask our little Google Home to play uh, the Candyman, the song from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and it was cool because then it you know it repeated back to me. Uh, it's, the Candyman by Aubrey Woods. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow, this is it. It's is perfect. And we started listening to it. And that was great. And then that sort of got me on the mode of listening to songs from that movie. But the next one that I picked was not actually the original from the movie. I wanted to hear Pure Imagination, but we listened to the Smoking Popes version mm-hmm. of the song, which uh, I think is an—it's just a delightful version. It's kind of like mellow, but still rock and roll. And it's great. And I feel like the special editions of doctor who are like a cover band doing a cover Mm -hmm. of the original, like they are such fans of the original song that they want to do their own version of it, put their own spin on it. And that's, that's kind of how I feel the special editions are. So like you can tell, like nobody's going to go to all that work unless you're a really big fan of doctor who, because you know, unlike maybe the, the star Trek box sets and stuff like these are not, probably making a whole lot of money like for the amount of effort that went into yeah. making those special editions. I feel like the, the return on investment is probably pretty small and it, it comes much more out of love uh, than out of anything else.
1: I, I agree. I like that you, you are given the choice. I like that idea. I like that uh, cover band mm-hmm. uh, mentality of it. Um, Cause I, I've turned right around when it comes to uh, revamped special effects mm-hmm. I cannot watch the special editions of the original trilogy of Star Wars anymore I can't mm-hmm. do it i have I've hit the wall like i every time I see that band strike up in return of the Jedi it says no, <laughs> so I only watch like the despecialized versions now mm-hmm. um I, i've uh, I don't like that whenever I watch I was just a couple of nights ago um episode of the original series of Star Trek was on, and I just flipped it on. And it's like been 16 by 9-ified. And like, you know, even all the effects are like, oh, in the spirit of what they would look like in the 1960s, they're still not original. Mm -hmm. And I want to see how it was original. Because the the funny thing is, is that, you know, the the effects that were in the Star Wars films in 97 are now more dated Mm -hmm. because that's where computer technology was. But we've had 20 years to watch this film, Like Mm -hmm. film from 1977 that we've established what 1977 looks like and now we see what 97 looks like. Mm -hmm. And so now there's like uh, you just Mm -hmm. keep fixing it. Obviously, the answer is yes, because (laughs) they keep trying to fix it. And you just you end up just like Mm -hmm. adding layers of new types of paint Mm -hmm. that that exist in the time period and it just makes it more of a mess. I think it has to stand on its own unless you can do what you do with Doctor Who where you have two different versions yes. side by side mm-hmm. and you know if you are to uh want you know have the definitive one we will certainly show the definitive mm-hmm. one which is the original and the extra one is as uh, as an option.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like yeah. like that's the only the only problem I have with the Star Wars ones is the fact that the original versions are not easily available whereas here they certainly are like i have no problem with go ahead keep updating the special effects every 20 years just you know it's a new cover version it's 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 another piece of of history for you know this very beloved property that is Mm -hmm. continuing to get love throughout the years same thing with with doctor who like it is it is still beloved enough that they have made some updates that they think are better Taking out no complications is not better. That is the one thing that they are definitely wrong about. But, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like the other stuff, like go for it. Have that, have that cover version on there. Sometimes I want to listen to the cover version. Sometimes I want to listen to Gene Wilder sing Pre-Imagination. Like, yes. Just, you know, what it, it, whatever mood you're in, you've got what you want.
1: Now, uh, on that topic, I just remembered, I haven't checked BritBox in a while to see what version is on mm. BritBox, but, um, some of the Dalek stories were added after the fact to BritBox. Mm-hmm. BritBox initially launched and they didn't have like uh, like six Dalek stories because there were some complicated negotiations with the Terry Nation.
0: No date. complications.
1: <laughs> Pl- Oddly enough, there were <laughs> complications, Mr. Ogran. Um And it was great. So there's like all six stories. But then I noticed, uh-oh, Day of the Daleks was encoded improperly. Because it wasn't four by three. It was actually stretched to sixteen by nine. So I I DM'd the Brickbox Twitter account. And they were much more active at the time on Twitter. And and they said, Oh, oh, thank you for for mentioning that to us. We'll get right on that. And so perfect. I did a thing. And then I noticed like literally like the next day, I popped on there, had a look. Ah, good. It's four by three if I. It was the special edition. <laughs> they encoded the special edition instead. So I don't know if that is still on. And I don't know if it's just in BritBox Canada. If it's in the US too, probably just Canada. So I'm going to have to check that. <laughs> and if that's true, I am sorry. I did not intend for that to happen. I was just a concerned viewer wanting the proper aspect ratio to be represented for the story, not the entire story being switched.
0: So was the, the version that you originally found on there that was stretched yeah. to the wrong aspect ratio? Was that a stretched version of the special edition?
1: No, a stretched version of the original.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah.
1: So, two discs. Maybe I. That's which is interesting. So they must just be encoding the discs for BritBox. Is that how it works? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Little insight in the TV industry yeah. here, I guess.
0: Some complications. So,
1: there are lots of complications. <laughs> oddly enough. With all aspects of this story and the special edition, many complications. Mm-hmm. Should never. They took it out as a cover-up. The special edition <laughs> is a cover-up. There are many complications. Yeah. That's why they took the line out.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose. I suppose that actually makes sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cover-up. That's how they. That's you didn't go back and you know erase that line. You did it yourselves. <laughs>
0: I want to be I want to be one of the ones who who goes back and fixes it so that line is actually back in there. Yes.
1: Shira goes back and just stops the editor from doing it, <laughs> clears out the place, blows up the edit suite. Well, like you know, lock the door, but you yes. know
0: before they can before they can remove yeah. the no complications
1: yeah. line. Don't you dare undub that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything anything else you want to say from this uh, this classic Doctor Who story from 1972?
0: Uh you know if it if it wasn't for the Joe stuff I would say that this would be way up there in terms of just like Doctor Who stories that I really really like you know the fact that the fact that that that, that it's so poorly written for her it's it's such a huge blemish but the story is so so good I am I'm very very torn on this one
1: Yeah sometimes the characters take a backseat to the story as a whole and Joe firmly planted in the back seat of the unit rover that was this story.
0: Yeah, even the brig got like better moments than she like he got to yell at yeah. the uh no, at- be
1: quiet. <laughs> yeah. That <was laughs> yep. great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was that was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, you know, he got some
1: serious badass
0: moments, so that was Oh, and we didn't even mention like getting to see the previous doctors faces up on the up on the screen behind him when he's being tortured.
1: That's true. Yeah, which is a you know, the first time we've actually seen them mm-hmm. in the, the series ever.
0: I was thinking about, like, the 11th hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is the all the faces of the mm-hmm. previous doctors.
1: <laughs> I also want to point out, remember the scene early in the episode where, like, the ghost of Joe and the doctor appear mm-hmm. in some time thing? That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, that's never, uh, never, that loop's never closed, is it?
1: No, but it was, initially. Uh, they they had a scene uh, at the end of the episode oh. where they, uh, they deal with that. I don't remember how they deal with it, but it, mm-hmm. it was closed. Uh, they had to cut it for time. Mm-hmm. My guess Daleks moving too slow, <laughs> and talking too slow. Ran out of time. Daleks were too slow. Had to cut that scene. Sorry.
0: So did, did they just never shoot it? It was in the script. Or... I think
1: they actually shot it.
0: Yeah. Oh, too bad. See, the special edition could have added that back in because you have faster Daleks.
1: That's true. If if mm-hmm. I don't think it exists, let I'm, my, no.
0: I'm I'm sure it doesn't. But too bad. That's too bad because that would that's the kind of thing that I would love to have seen put back in a in a special edition.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that it? Is that it for the story? I enjoyed it. It's my I think it's my favorite Pertwee Dalek story. Actually, I know it's my favorite Pertwee Dalek story. Well,
0: it's the only one that I know. So right now, it's my favorite Pertwee Dalek story.
1: It's the last Dalek story not written by Terry Nation for another 11, 12 years.
0: Mm. That's sad. <laughs> there
1: isn't like 12 years of Dalek stories, right, but right. but yeah. So think about that. That was part of the negotiation deal. I think, okay, we'll let you use the Daleks in this, but I get to write the next ones. Because mm. Terry Nation hadn't written a Dalek story since Dalek's master plan. Um, and so so he starts writing them again. So, yeah, for a longest time, we didn't have any Daleks. And all of a sudden, the Daleks become like an annual fixture for the next few years. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apart from the Of the Daleks titles that uh, mm-hmm. keep popping up throughout the next uh, early part of the 70s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This this could have been a, a neat surprise that the Daleks were involved <laughs> had, had they not been yeah. right in the title. Alas.
1: Alas, indeed. Uh, do you know what story is next? Nope. You have seen it. Have I? Yep. It is The Curse of Peladon.
0: <gasps> Yay! Yes.
1: You're quite a fan of this one. This is one you watched for Verity before, I think, wasn't it?
0: Uh, you know, I want to say the first time I watched it, it was just random. Like, oh. it had nothing to do with Verity. I think I just wanted to watch a Pertwee story. This is years like way before i moved i'm not sure if i actually knew you or not i think it might have been one that my brother and i just randomly picked to watch Mm -hmm. on one of the nights that we had uh we had dinner together um yeah and i was shocked i tell you shocked to discover that i quite enjoyed that story at the time so it'll be interesting to watch it in context and see if i still just really love it the way that i have the I mean, I think maybe I also watched it for Verity, because I've seen it a few times. I've yeah. definitely seen it more than once. Um but but who knows? Watching it in context might be very different because I've had so much of the doctor on Earth, mm-hmm. mostly with UNIT. Is it going to feel weird and jarring? Cuz even though he went to he and Joe went to the future here, it was still Earth. Yeah. Still with, you know, mostly humans. Um is it going to feel weird and jarring to have him and Joe suddenly, you know, gallivanting about space and time again uh, mm, I'm excited
1: I know you're also excited by the uh, what follows next is the first instance of out of sequence recording I know oh. the curse of Peladon was recorded after the story that follows it they swapped them in production order
0: Oh, my goodness. See, I thought you were going to say um, David Troughton's thighs <laughs> that I'm really looking forward to, but that's also a thing.
1: No, I'm looking forward to Betty Davis's eyes as opposed <laughs> to Patrick Trouton or to David Trouton's thighs. which could make a song about that. <laughs> David Trouton's thighs. There's got to be a cover version out there of that, isn't there?
0: Uh, if there isn't, maybe there will be soon. Take it and run with it, internet.
1: Short shorts on Peloton on the next episode of Lazy Doctor Who. Goodbye. Goodbye.